So, it's good to be back in Vrindavan. Uh, today's text, uh, Bhagavad Gita, 12th chapter, verse 2. A very interesting conversation between Arjuna and Krishna. <clears throat> and up until now, Krishna hasn't really said anything definitively. You do this or you do that. He's not giving any instructions or anything like that. Arjuna's wondering. You know, so hey, what's the best? He wants to know. Enough of this. You know, Krishna is kind of well, you can do this and there's this and this, there's this path and there's that path. So Arjuna wants to know, well, which is best? Being an impersonalist or being a personalist? You see? Now, before we read the verse, does anybody know why Arjuna asked this question? What was his purpose for asking this question? He already knew the answer. Why did he ask? Let the world know about it. Huh? Let the world know about it. Yes. Let the world know. And, am I right? He wanted to confirm if he was okay. My dear Lord Krishna, I, I worship you in your personal form. Is that okay? You know, am I most am I okay? Am I right? So uh, Arjuna was confirming his own uh, his own position. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly natural. Wouldn't you? You could talk to Krishna. So today's first. <clears throat> Sri Bhagavan Vacha, Bhagavan Vacha, Bhagavan Bhagavan Vacha, Nitya Yukta Yupasate, Nitya Yukta Yupasate, 
stop me at any time with a question. Okay, you don't have to wait until I'm at, at the end. If you have something, hold uh, up your hand. If I don't want to stop, I'll ignore you. Okay, but uh, let me know if you have something that you want to say or, or ask. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So, the Supreme Personality of God had said, those who fix their minds on my personal form, okay, now he's not talking about, uh, let's see, uh, if you think of my energy, or if you fix your mind on my creation, because there are uh, typically, mainly, two schools of thought amongst the impersonalists. There are those who uh, are the pantheists. The pantheist. Anybody know what pantheism is? Pantheism. What is everything? Huh? Yes. They worship God by worshiping His creation. You know. In other words, they say I can go out <clears throat> on a mountaintop and look off into the valley, and I can experience God. See. And then there are the other. Uh, the others. Who, the Mayavadis who believe that uh, it is all one Krishna. God has no form. He is the, 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 the uh, in the West, the, uh, the New Age people like to say, God is the universal energy. The universal energy that pervades everything. Which is an easy way, it's a setup for me to say, that universal energy prefers, pervades you. And me, and I am you, and you are me, and we are God. Which is an easy way for me to say, I'm God. See, if I include you in it, then you may say, oh, yeah. In other words, I'll let you be God if you let me be God too. Let's all be God together. See? So, uh, <clears throat> the big movement uh, amongst the yoga people in America they're basically all impersonalists. I do a lot of preaching in yoga, yoga studios. And uh, they're basically impersonalists. Maybe not necessarily from choice, but this is what they've heard. This is what's been handed to them. This is Eastern philosophy. They got it from their quote-unquote guru. Their quote-unquote guru, they all say that they have a guru and that you talk to them about their guru, there's no formal initiation, there's generally no regulative principles, there's no uh, <clears throat> required for, uh, required sadhana, you see. It's just that they meet a guru someplace and they, a lot of times they pay some money, you know, they sign up and they, they join a, a yoga organization. Uh, some of them are required to pay a certain uh, annual fee to maintain their a member, a disciple in good standing with their yoga instructor, and that gives them the, the right to teach their kind of yoga and use a trademark and whatever. So, uh, a lot of these people, um, most of them, they're impersonalists. <clears throat> so, if we think about it though, how many people before they meet the devotees, the Vaishnava, how many people are not impersonalists? 
I was having lunch with Jaiwinka Swami in, in Mayapur a couple of years ago. When, when the two of us have lunch, of course he's like this with, with everybody. When we have lunch, we have a tendency to get in this really deep talk. You know, Judge, wait tomorrow. I should can take you deeper than you think there is a deep. You know, and we were talking about uh, how when we became devotees, we started reading Bhagavad Gita, and right away we notice Prabhupada starts hammering on these guys, the Mayavadis. Almost every page, Prabhupada's hitting these Mayavadis. I mean, he's really hammering these Mayavadis. After a while, you start to think, who are these guys? Who are these Mayavadis? What did they do to Prabhupada when he was growing up? Did they steal his lunch money on the way to school? Or, you know, who are these guys? And why is he so heavy against them? And then after some time of chanting and hearing, we start to realize, I'm the Mayavadis. I'm a Mayavadi. I am an impersonalist. You see? I wasn't an impersonalist. Now, I believe in God. And let's take uh, basically most Christians. You can, they'll say you right, they'll look you right in the face and say, well, hey, we're not impersonalists. We're personalists. We believe in Lord Jesus Christ. You say, really? Yeah. Well, Lord Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Okay, so what is God when He's not in the flesh? Oh, well, He's the Spirit of love. He, you know, He's this, He's that. He's, he's the goodness. In other words, He's unmanifest. It's like the Kashmiri Shivites. Have you ever talked to the Kashmiri Shivites? They'll tell you, we're personalists, we're not Mayavites. We believe in Shiva. And you say, oh, really? Well, that's wonderful. So, when you achieve liberation, when you achieve mukti, what will you and Shivaji be doing? Oh, well, Shivaji is unmanifest unless he is in this material world. See, it's the same thing over and over. So, where are the personalists? Where are they really? to worship the form of the Lord, Krishna says here, you fix your mind on my personal form. He's not talking about fixing your mind on my energy or my creation or, or whatever. He's talking about fixing your mind on my personal form and are always engaged in worshiping me. Worshiping my personal form. Okay, unless you know what that is, how can you fix your mind on it? See, you have to have some idea. I, I argue this with, with my Christian friends, my Kashmiri Shivite friends, and all the rest of them who, who claim to be personalists. See, then you must know. You have to have <clears throat> some knowledge. Otherwise, how can you fix your mind on this, this personality? You see, personality means person. Person has a personality. You see, so uh, Krishna says, "Those who fix their mind on my personal form and worship me with faith." Now, Krishna says later on, and I think it's the first verse in the seventh or earlier. He's, he's already mentioned uh, 
first verse of the seventh chapter, Krishna is talking about if you if you give me your faith and you worship me, you will come to what? Know me in full. You see? So this is another issue that we discussed when we were preaching. <clears throat> um, how many religions out there ask for more than faith? They just say, give me faith. You know? So basically the deal on the table is you give me faith and of course some money. That shows that you have faith. Give me money. And we'll promise that you'll have a mansion in heaven and you'll have this eternal life in the streets of gold and pearly gates. You see? And the moment of truth comes when you die. When you die, if you've got streets of gold and pearly gates and you're living in a mansion, then you went to heaven. You see? Up until then, up until death, give me your faith. You see? Krishna doesn't say like that. Krishna says, you give me your faith and you will know me in full. You don't have to wait until death. You will know Krishna in full. That's the deal on the table. Krishna expects you to uh, get to know him. He wants to be intimate. See? He wants to be intimate with you. He doesn't want you to keep him at arm's length. See? This is why he's wanting this worship of my personal form. Fix your mind on me and have faith in me. And basically he says, I'll do the rest. I'll, I'll do You don't have the potency. But I do. And you give me your love. And I know that you're not fit and capable of giving me prayer today. But you give me what you can. And have faith. And I'll do the rest. I'll give you Krishna Frame. If you keep the faith, and I'll give you knowledge of me. That's the promise. You see. I'll do it, I'll do it for you. you see. I will give you the faith. Now if you say, but you know, like I really I'm not really ready for a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. You know, you know, to a lot of people. I've had, actually had people say that to me. Do you think I want to have an up-close and personal relationship with a person who is God? No way! Therefore, it's much more convenient if He's impersonal. Just think of the doors it opens if you have an impersonal relationship with an impersonal God. You don't have any rules. There's no personality. You see? If there's no person, there's no personality. There's no mood. Okay? You don't have to follow the mood of this person. You see? So there's no rules. If there are no rules, there's none to break. You see? I don't have to worry if I'm pleased or displeased. And actually, I'm part of this energy too. So, 
I'm kind of on an equal basis with this guy. See? And I'm going to do some sort of uh, practice, some yoga practice. And then when I get mukti, I don't have to do it anymore. It's like I'll get promoted. And now I am him too. Or I am it. There is no him. You can't say him when you're talking about God to an impersonalist. You see, it's like the energy, the all-pervasive you know, universal energy. You see. So when I die, when I achieve liberation, I achieve oneness with this. In other words, I become God. Now, yeah, so do you too, but anyway, I'll be God. See? So, so it's very convenient for somebody who doesn't want to really get close to, to, uh, to God. It's very convenient, very easy faith, because I can say if I'm doing well or not. You see? After all, I am God. I'm just in this body. I'm God and I'm thinking that I'm a, a human being. You see? But I'm going to wake up. I'm going to practice my yoga and I'll wake up and I'll realize that I was God having a human experience. So, see how that, see how that goes? Krishna is asking though, fix your mind on my personal form and have transcendental faith. What is this transcendental faith? What does he mean by this? What is transcendental faith? I mean, faith? transcends the modes. Faith that transcends your desire to enjoy your senses. Isn't it? In other words, uh, uh, it's just like we hear these, this prayer. I hate to pick on the Christians, but they pick on me sometimes. So I, I have some Christian friends. I do. They're very wonderful people. But I have many of them that pick on me a lot. You know? So sometimes I pick on so, uh, listen to this prayer. Uh, how's it, how does the Lord's Prayer go? Uh, Our Father, who art in heaven. Sounds pretty good so far. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. In other words, we worship your name. Okay, I, I'm with you. That sounds good. Thy will be done. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with this. I want the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah, right on. This sounds great, doesn't it? Then they go and blow it. So give me today my daily bread. <laughs> you know, in other words, I throw some phrases at you, and then the hand goes out. It's just like you walk past the beggars that are out there on the corner. You just walk past and the hand goes out, you know. You're not a person. I don't care anymore. I don't care if you die, just put something in that hand. You ever notice that? That attitude just 
So, this is not transcendental faith. This is not a transcendental relationship. I'm like, dear Lord, you're really great. You're really wonderful. Okay, give me my daily bread. First of all, give me something to eat. <clears throat> Prabhupada said, what is this asking for daily bread? Daily bread is there. When has Krishna not given daily bread? The squirrels, the birds, the dogs, they all have their daily bread. Everything has food to eat. There may be isolated situations where there are people because of politics or some sort of a <clears throat> disaster that they temporarily may not have anything to eat. But basically, in this world, there's plenty to eat for all living entities. Now, there may not be as much as you want, you see, but daily bread is there. So, transcendental, transcend, what he wants is transcendental faith. In other words, it's not like, I'm going to have faith in you, Krishna, but you're going to give me some good stuff now, aren't you? You know, you know the mansion, and the, don't forget the streets of gold, you know. So you're going to give me. It's like a business deal. In business, I'm any businessman here? So you know how it works. In business, I will give you, and in exchange, you will give me. And then we shake on it, we sign, you see? So that's not transcendental, that's material. Krishna wants transcendental faith. I want you to have faith in me, and I don't want you to expect me to perform. I want you to just have faith in me. I want you to cast some love my way, unconditionally. Treat me unconditionally. That's what he wants. You see? Now, why does he want to be treated like this? Why does he want to be unconditional with you? Why does he want you to be unconditional with him? Because he wants to be unconditional with you. But he wants you to take the first step. You're the one that's wandering around in illusion. You're the one that was born in the darkness of ignorance. You're the one who was thinking a while back that he doesn't even have a form. You see? You're the one who, who left uh, Goloka Vrindavan so that you could come to the material world to see if you could enjoy separate from him. Okay, I want you to take the first step. I want you to have faith in me. Transcendentally. And if you'll do that, I will do the rest. I will consider you to be most perfect. You see? Now, if you say, well, I want to do it on my own. I want to do it without you. I want to uh, meditate, chant all, all. You see these people up in the West? They're not achieving the, uh, uh, the pleasure, the transcendental pleasure that the devotees achieve. When we open the curtain, uh, especially when we open the curtain to read the deities, see, isn't that a little bit more of a rush than just chanting, oh, you know, thinking of whatever it is they think of? I asked 
I ask these impersonalists sometimes, what is it that you meditate on? And it's, everybody has something different. You know, the sound of one hand clapping, or who knows, everybody has something different. We're meditating on the form of Krishna. When they open that uh, curtain in the morning, but I am having a problem there. Well, there before also, the same thing came up. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I said I wanted what I wanted to ask was that uh, you concentrate on the form of Krishna. Krishna. So uh, I only was asking, trying to ask that it is said that you concentrate on the when you are chanting. You concentrate on the form of Krishna, but uh, it was uh, it was said that no, you concentrate on the name itself, Hare Krishna, yes. not not concentrate on the sound, sound. And not on the form. But my earlier also I had put this question here, here itself, and it was told to me that I mean to be, to be get into, get to the higher taste, you concentrate on the form. So what 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 was coming in? By reading some books, it was coming that you concentrate on the form of Paramatma. Like, uh, like uh, uh, he's there in the heart as uh, 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 Narayana form. So you concentrate on the Narayana form, this is written somewhere in the books, in some books. And then later on it came that you concentrate on the form of Radha. Radha Krishna, you consider on that form. So if you consider on Radha Krishna, you will be, it be easier and easier to uh, go up to Krishna. So that, that's what, that's the question I wanted to ask. But it was straight away said that no, you don't consider on the form, consider on the sound. So it's getting a little confused. I don't know uh, where to go with a matter of chanting. That's a very good question. Thank you very much for it. We, when we're chanting, and we should, uh, we should always be chanting. You know, 16 rounds is the minimum. It's just the minimum. In other words, okay, I did 16. You know what that is? It's a darn good start, isn't it? But it's not the end. So we should be chanting always. Whether you count the, the, the number of rounds after that, that's up to you. Do your 16. If you find a time when there's not some chanting in your mind or you're thinking that, that something's wrong. Okay, so first of all, let's train ourselves to concentrate on the sound. Krishna in that sound vibration. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare See, that should be, uh, it, it's just like in America, when you get on an elevator, they have that elevator music, you know, there's a, you know, there's an elevator music playing, and, um, you go into Walmart and there's music playing, and you go, wherever you go, there's this silly music in the background. They can't do anything in America without music in the background. Each store you go into, wherever it is, always some kind, it's always ridiculous music too, you know. You go into a boutique, it's so loud and it'll blow you. Yeah, yeah. It, ah. <laughs> and so you go into these malls, and you yeah. can hear one as you go past the stores, the windows are vibrating. 
So we want to concentrate on that sound vibration. You see, we're concentrating. So many times it happens. Sometimes I have to I have to go do some some shopping in a store. You know, I have to go buy something, some boga or whatever, because I travel mostly alone. I'm always traveling. I don't stay anywhere. I'm just always traveling, most of the time alone. Okay, so I can remember pulling up uh, in a in a store parking lot. You know, hey Krishna, hey Krishna, 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 in a great mood. You know, you got a really nice kirtan. Uh, going in your head, some melody that you remembered from who knows when, you know, it's really, you're in the greatest mood. And you go in some store, and you come out, and you've got Jimi Hendrix in your head or something, you know. You, know, you drive a couple of blocks, and you think, how did this get in your head? I hate this. And then it's hard to get it out. The only way to get it out is you have to push it out by putting in the chanting of Hare Krishna. So if you put it back in and you meditate on that, it'll stay in until it gets pushed out by something else, you see. So we meditate on the sound vibration. The form of Krishna will follow it, you see. You're, you're not going to meditate on the sound vibration without having the form. The form will be there. Uh, but to help us with that, <coughs> we need to go to the programs. Mangalarti, to greet the deities, you see. When you offer prasada, you have some nice picture, you see. But Krishna will, will show himself to you. He'll, he'll be there in pictures that you have uh, for a devotee for the, when we go on the internet, the, the sites that the devotee would go to, mostly, unless you're doing some kind of research for something that would take you out of this kind of devotee-type sites. But Krishna's going to be there all over, you see. If you have the right friends on Facebook, they're going to be putting pictures of Krishna all over. If you have the wrong friends, they're going to be putting some nonsense. And then you need to figure out who this you want on your Facebook and who you don't. See, I, I'm trying, I'm attempting to use Facebook for preaching. <clears throat> and it, you, can, you can send out a lot of preaching. And there are many others who were very good at that. But then there are many others who like to put some nonsense, some mundane things on there, so whatever. But uh, Krishna is all around us. If you're chanting Hare Krishna, then you're aware and you're, you're ready and able to recognize it to see him, you see. You'll be looking for Krishna. Subconsciously, you're looking for him, you see. Radharani was always, she's always looking for Krishna. So, uh, does that make any sense? First, let's meditate on the sound. The form of Krishna will come. Go before the deity, you see. Have your relationship and worship the form of the Lord, as Krishna is saying here. Worship that form. You can do it by doing arti at home. At, at the end, you have to worship the form. Huh? At the end, I mean, you, have to, you have to come to the form level. The form will come. It will come. 
I mean, we want to, for the great husband, it's nice to have deities in the home. You see? Shalabam uh, Shila, Govardhan Shila, there's so many, so many forms that we can worship. That will come first we start on the sound. But when we get the form, or we're, we're conscious of the form, we don't give up the sound. The sound is there. The sound and the form go hand in hand. So this question <coughs> arose a few days ago, and the speaker explained that in Kali Yuga, the form is Harinam. The name is actually the form of during in Kali Yuga, Harinama, 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 Hekevalam, Kalodama, So that was one way of explaining the form. But <coughs> one also develops an attraction to a particular form, which is, which is thought, which, is, which does not exclude Harinam. And I have to say that I once asked Prabhupada a question when he was in Nairobi because we were doing, I guess, the Deva Uti chapters, the Kapila chapters. And that verse that he was doing uh, explained how to meditate on the Lord. So I asked Shoda Prabhupada, I couldn't say this the other day, <laughs> I'm saying that. So I asked Shoda Prabhupada, when we chant our japa, should we be doing that? First meditate on the feet of the Lord, then the knees, the thighs, the waist, the chest, and the smiling face. So Prabhupada said, yes, you can do it like that. But basically, at the beginning stage, one just concentrate on the sound. The sound is a form. It is a form. And you will have an day. You will either have your favorite deity or you'll have your favorite incarnation. I have to make one favorite. Huh? I have to make one favorite. This is what I thought. Well, you don't make it, it'll come to you. Yeah, it'll come. It's 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 a chitya, you, beta, you know. and adeya. The sound is. I am doing it is at the same time. For example, time. you do have to realize super soul. At some point, you actually have to realize super soul. Have I you realized super soul before you start realizing? Radha Krishna, I don't know. I'm not one to say. It depends on your level of, your, the depth of your level of, of understanding and your relationship with form. But basically, the whole idea is that when you're, t what Prabhupada said, the perfection of chanting is when you feel the presence of Krishna. So, in Kali Yuga, the form is the Nam. However, like you missed. do develop a relationship because that's what it means, a personal relationship. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it doesn't, you can't jump over one thing to get the other. It has to come up. Krishna has to present himself to you. You can't make it. I was thinking what yeah. this was. I'm chanting this last three years. 16, I'm doing 16 rounds since last three years. But, I mean, that, that point, Nasa Nibriti is not going. That is out. That's what I feel has come to. And nothing that is not going, so I'm not getting any form and I'm not I'm in higher taste I'm not going to get. So that's what I was pushing. I was asked, trying to ask, should I go on the form or should I keep on yeah. take uh, uh, Renama only? 
Oh, by all means, keep keep the sound. Keep keep the noun. You, you need the name. Form will come. Uh, sometimes Krishna. Sometimes when we're uh, advancing in Krishna consciousness, we get a little complacent. You know. In other words, we're we're doing so much, and Krishna says. I really love what you're doing, but I know you better than you know yourself. And I know that you have a lot more potency to give me. So I'm going to have to play tricks with you. Okay? So in other words, and, instead of letting you get, you're going like this, and then you plateau. And you're going like that. So Krishna needs to shake you up a little bit. He needs to get your attention. And he, he may do that any number of ways to get you to think, oh, I'm not making any advancement. And Krishna says, that's right. Because you, you, you're better than that. And I know it. Say, I know you. I know you on the soul level. Biggest than must. Right. So he'll shake you. So you're actually in the right consciousness. You see, what if you weren't concerned? What if you were just an and everything's just fine? The devotee, as he's advancing in Krishna consciousness, he doesn't think everything is just fine. He never thinks. He always thinks, "Why well, I could do so much better." Even though people may be saying, "Oh, it's so wonderful what you're doing. It's oh, this is so great. Oh, I just love this and that," and you're thinking. I didn't even scratch the surface. I mean, I know I have more to give. I know it. And, and I want to reach that, that level, you see. So you're never going to be satisfied. Although others may see, oh, he's so wonderful. He's making such advancement. But you're thinking, oh, no. I, I haven't done anything, you see. Krishna may be thinking, oh, you're making such wonderful advancement. But you'll be thinking, no, oh, right? I can do so much better. That's the proper thinking. That's, that's what we want. If you find somebody who says, oh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> My He's in trouble. Isn't there in trouble? Yes, Prabhu? I, I think part of the confusion is that Krishna appears in many types of form. So, the first one is the sound form, Shravana. And he also appears visually to the eyes. Uh, he appears on the tongue. He can be touched when you have shalagram or any object of worship. Mm -hmm. So there are many forms. And in this age, Ainam, Ainam, Ainam. So the first form. It's not that there are other forms you should concentrate on, but the first form gets into the ears. And once it's in the ears, it permeates the whole body. And then your meditation, you're feeling the beats, you may be seeing the picture in front of you, but it starts with the ears. Yeah, and if you, if you can hear properly, <clears throat> then Hearing the name will, of course, remind you of Krishna. 
But what if you're going someplace uh, far away? I spent most of my preaching, I traveled to places where we have no presence. There's no temple. There's nothing happening there at all. And I'm starting, I'm preaching to non-devotees trying to get something started. Okay, so I'm all by myself. And I may be walking someplace and there's no devotees in this town. None at all. And I'm walking maybe sometimes in the evening I'll go on a Joppa walk and I pass some place and I'll smell some uh, jasmine or something that blooms in the evening, you know. So I mean, and all of a sudden you get this whiff of beautiful aroma and you think, Krishna, Krishna. So that sense is reminding of, of Krishna. Now, when I think of Krishna, I don't think of some universal energy. I think of the deity that's in mind at that time. Or, as I like to say, my favorite deity of the day. Now, a lot of people say, who's your favorite deity? kind of depends on where I am. And sometimes, who I'm just longing for. Sometimes I'm longing for Krishna Bhagavan. Radha Shyam Sundar, Radha Madhav in Mayapur, Radha Kalachanji in Dallas, Rubini Dorgadish. I mean, we can go on and on. Sometimes you just get, like you, like your nose catches an aroma, you just get a, a longing for a deity. So when something may happen that will remind you of Krishna and the deity of the day, of the moment, will be in your mind, you see. So that form comes from the hearing of the name. You may hear some kirtan, you turn on uh, your CD in your car or whatever, you have a kirtan going, and it may remind you of, of a particular form, or whatever. So, yeah, we perceive, uh, we perceive Krishna through the senses. Hearing, sight, smell, taste, prasadam. So it's like that. Does that make any sense? So the, I, I think what I always like to say when I talk to people that, that say like, like you're saying is keep on going, you're doing great. <laughs> Don't ever feel satisfied. Prabhupada was never satisfied, was he? Prabhupada never thought, I really got it lit now. He never thought, oh, okay, I did it. He always felt, oh, there's so much I'm not doing. So much more. You see. Yes, Prabhuji? Yes, sir. Uh, like you said, Prabhuji, I was reminded of, when you were speaking, I was reminded of um, this verse in the Upadeshamrita, uh, which mentions that if you if you start by the name, the Naam, and then the Rupa, the form manifests by itself. So, and then the other verse that I was reminded of was Adashi Krishna Naamadi from Bhaktisthana Sindhu, I think. Uh, which said that, like you were saying, that you start with the name Atashi Krishna Namadi, and then Adi, other things will follow. So, um, if you just, whatever you are speaking, based in the 
literature for this moment. Yeah, you, you can't separate the name from the form. Now, we're not advanced enough to hear the name and see the form and meet simultaneously. <clears throat> we have to go up the steps one step at a time. We can't transcend the whole staircase. And when, so here we are going up the steps and we're getting to the point that we're, where we can. We'll be there. We just have to stay on the steps, keep climbing, you see. We just have to stay the course. This transcendental faith that Krishna is asking for here is just, just believe in me and I'll do it for you. In other words, you've come to me. In the beginning, you were selfish. Unconditional love. Yeah, but, in the, but we don't start out that way. In the beginning, very few of us, I didn't, I don't know. How many people? How many people start out? But in other words, you make a decision. You hear this philosophy, this Krishna conscious philosophy, and you think, "Wow, this is this is amazing." I think maybe I should take this up because I think it's the best thing for me. You see, it's it's good for me if I follow this. It's good for me if I read this book. It's good for me if I do some service. It's good for me if I take prasadam and associate with the deities. This is all, this is good for me, you see. Somewhere along the way, we're going to someday say, my dear Lord, what can I do for you, you see. So side by side, it's going to be me and Krishna, and then Krishna wins out. You're thinking about just Krishna. And we start to just depend on Krishna. And we don't care anymore about us. He will win your faith. You have to invest a little bit of faith. We're not capable of giving full faith. We're going to give mixed faith. I'm going to give my dear Lord Krishna in the beginning, I'm going to give you faith of course, it mixed in with that faith in you is I'm going to have some faith in the material energy. You know? I've got faith that in my uh, education, in my career, in my money, in my house, in my family, and my cars. And that's going to give me some, some really good vibes. And I know, Krishna, you're going to throw in some good stuff, too. There's going to be some good for me coming from you, Krishna. So as we lose faith, well, as, we, as our faith gains, as our faith grows in Krishna, we lose faith in the material energy. We stop having mixed faith, and we develop full faith in Krishna. See. And you get to the point where you look at the material energy, as it, 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 you would see a handful of diamonds as broken glass. It's useless get to the point. It may take some time, but we have to have the faith that this is what Krishna wants. Krishna wants you to become his pure devotee, and he will help you every step of the way. He makes this promise. He says so many times in Bhagavad Gita, have no fear, have no doubt. Krishna's making this, he's, he's making these promises. He's actually pleading with you. 
please take to this Krishna consciousness. Have faith in me. I will deliver you. It's a promise you can take to the bank. In other words, don't think that you can do it. Don't think that you have to do anything. You just give me some love and some faith. I'm going to take you there. I'll deliver you. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yes, Robert? Robert, you, you should not make... Any time.
and we have no right to examine it, whether it is true or not. Exactly. We just take it as faith. On faith, we take it as truth. We, 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 uh, we invest our faith. So, and it's like I tell people, <clears throat> investing faith is like investing anything. You see, you're going to wait for proof. You wait for proof. If you, make, if you invest money in a, in a mutual fund as an investment, you see, some, somebody promises you, if you give me your money and I put it in this mutual fund, you will make profit. So you have faith. You give him your money, he puts it in the fund. If it has profit, then you know the faith turned into knowing. The business itself is a faith. Yeah. You can make losses in business. Right. Business is a faith itself. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes people say, asking me for faith is too much. No, you have, we're creatures of faith. We have faith in every moment. You know? We're always we're having faith in everything. Constantly. So, all right. I think uh, we've probably gone a little over. So, uh, should probably wrap it up now. This topic is such you can go on and on. We can go on and on and on. Yeah. Such as Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, all Krishna Kata is unending. There's there's no place to quit. You don't want to finish. Uh, as a matter of fact. If we do it properly, we have, doesn't it? We always feel like we're shortchanging ourselves when we stop. We have to. We have to stop. You know, we can go on and on, but we have to stop now because you know, there's something else that has to go on. But we're not finished. We we can't finish this. It's unlimited. You know, we can stay here eternally, so we can understand what will we do in Goloka Vrindavan. We don't. We don't have to stop. You see, there's there's no end to it. We don't have to worry about running out of time for this or that. We can go on and on and on. It's inexhaustible. Today, today, our our verse is who is the most perfect, and the most perfect is listed here. Mine is fixed in my personal form. Always engaged in worship. Tell us, well, if you can't, then just do this, and you can't do that, and do this, and then you can't do that. And then it goes into, but he who does this is the most dear to me, and he does that is the most dear. So Krishna gives you what's the most perfect, or what you can do if you can't quite get there too fast, and how you get up to it. So it's, you know, we can't do it all in one night. Arjuna did it all in 45 minutes. <laughs> but we need 45 minutes. And he was doing it in, Varjuna was doing the previous kamas also, that's why you could get in 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, so simply. <laughs> Alright, so thank you all so much. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you again in Vrindavan. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Hare Krishna. All glory to Shri Prabhupada.